The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Purse strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, senior principal at Carmichael Lynch Spa, as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Good afternoon and welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings right here every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. The 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending. The woman. Well, first up, some data from CMI Viewpoint. Uh, They did a little digging into key consumer trends for this year, and I know we're already through Q1, uh, but I think it's interesting to take a look at where we think 2012 is going to end up netting out. And I think a lot of these trends just reaffirm what many of us marketers believe to be true. We know that uh, age, income, and households have seen such great behavior change uh, based on really the economy. And these are behaviors that are going to continue to exist no matter how the economy uh, kind of ticks up. Um, We're seeing that middle income and young adult segments are are really filling the pinch according to CMI. And uh, we know that young adults are oftentimes the ones that maybe are without a job. Uh, They're the ones that have less money uh, to spend on in general. But what we're seeing in general, according to CMI, is that consumers are looking for a more simple life, and they're focused on their own health and wellness, and that means not just their own physical wellness, but their well-being as well, the kind of quality of life they're able to have, despite what the recession may have delivered them. We know that older adults um, have become more attractive consumers than those younger adults because of the economy. Um, And we also know that people are seeking value. According to CMI, that marketers really need to work harder to establish a value proposition and see brands um, address a broader context of consumer well-being. That's a direct quote from CMI. So when we're talking to consumers, it's about what is the value that your product or service will deliver to them? Why should they be paying for it to begin with? How is it relevant to them? And then in general, how will it improve their lives? And not just um, a surface level, but at a deeper deeper level. We know that um, people are, are kind of downshifting their their um, buying habits in general, they're going after white label and, and private label. And in fact, a lot of consumers um, are, are opting out of brands that maybe they've spent uh, on in the past. Um, they're willing to go out and buy something that's white label, um, and they have to be convinced that these trusted brands are worth paying for. Again, that comes back to the value proposition that I was speaking of. Now, CMI does uh, suggest, though, that uh, these brands might be able to help consumers. So, for example, Heinz and Coke 
have, have responded with smaller sizes that sell for less. So you can still afford your great brand, but maybe at a lesser price. Um, and so P&G um, has gotten behind that as well. So has Target with their uh, Missoni budget line. We know how popular that was high value but a low cost. And even the wealthy, according to CMI, are, um, you know, they're spending more more on things that happen at home where they see value at home, whether it be home entertaining or home improvements, landscaping and remodeling, which I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, the, even the, the wealthier of us out there are um, spending more time where they find value. There's a lot more from CMI. Um, hope to explore some of that in future shows. In the meantime, let's move on to our purse profile today. It's the Coach Queen and talking of high value and a woman who likes to focus on home, she is it. There's more than 1.5 million of these women out there in her mid-30s. She stays at home full-time even though they've got a college degree. Household income of more than 100000 so would be considered affluent, and more than two kids in the home. She does like to travel when she can, and she does focus everything on her family, everything from family events to recycling to shopping for the best price so that she can afford more for her family. So if you're a marketer, you can connect with the coach queen a little bit through her friends. They are a huge influence on her, as is the store environment, and also what she sees in magazines, whether it be um, people, shape, parenting, um, home magazines. She's also online a lot, uh, looking at social networks and uh, travel sites and eBay, and she's watching those home improvement shows like HGTV and TLC, also on Food Network a lot, as is she on Disney and Nickelodeon for her kids. So keep that in mind. Uh, the, the Coach Queen is a woman focused on value, but looking also to improve her quality of life. Well, when we come back, I'm going to be talking today with Marlene Greenfield. Uh, she's the Vice President and Executive Director of Research at Hearst Magazines. And she and her team are responsible for all custom and syndicated advertising and marketing research for Hearst Magazine division. She's actually, her group Hearst and Fleshman Hillard have uh, formed together a Wave 4 research project called Women, Power, and Money. And it tracks the lives and lifestyles of American uh, women, including, I'm sure, our coach queens. So stick around for Marlene Greenfield when Purse Strings returns after the break. Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brad Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. 
Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for Superior Affiliate Service. The Superior Affiliate Management. Superior Affiliate Management delivers direct exclusive offers with weekly payouts. Their mission is to ignite your e-commerce and ignite your commissions. Superior Affiliate Brands means our work with the Internet Retailer's Top 500 as well as new brands, thanks to their full-service agency and CPA network. Superior affiliate service means lifetime bonus referrals and personal VIP treatment. When you hear Superior Affiliate offers, Superior Affiliate Brands, Superior Affiliate Service, that's SAMOPM.com. WebmasterRadio.fm Welcome to the place your competitors get their edge. Jump on it. We're here for you 24-7. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Joining me today is Marlene Greenfield, Vice President, Executive Director of Research at Hearst Magazines. Hearst, Fleshman, Hillard, and a research firm has issued their fourth wave of a study called Women, Power, and Money, which tracks the lives and lifestyles of the American woman. Marlene, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to have you. The study is right up my alley, and I know there's been a string of these studies dating back to 2008. Before we jump into the latest research, Mm -hmm. can you give listeners today just a brief overview of what those first three waves were all about? Sure. Um, The previous waves were conducted solely by Fleischmann-Hillard, and it first launched in September 2008. And their basic key finding for that first wave was basically that society had become a new American matriarchy. So their original objective for the Women, Power, and Money study was really to gain some insights into the lives of today's successful women. And what they found was most women really regarded in one way or another, they viewed their lives as very successful. But even more important was the fact that she has taken control over the family structure. And for all intents and purposes, she's CEO, CFO, the chief operating officer and the purchase uh, officer for the um, household. And she sets the agenda um, in her own way, in her own style. And then it morphed into wave two. Now, wave two came about only two months later, uh, in November 2008. And it was basically focused on how women's lives changed in the wake of two um, pretty monumental events, the economic fear that uh, had occurred just two months later after the failure of Lehman Brothers, and, of course, the um, election of Barack Obama. So in those t- that two months' time, the study found that the trend toward female leadership had further intensified um, in the home, in the marketplace, and it had not weakened. And she had further taken a prudent approach to spending, um, and it really was a perfect fit with the emerging economic recession and the apprehension that was looming. 
So finally, in January 2010, Fleischmann-Hillard um, went on their wave three of the study and found that with all the economic turmoil, women were still showing a lot of grace under pressure and even thriving personally um, despite the difficult situation. So although she had concerns about the economy, she had to reel in her spending, uh, more than 80% uh, reported that the recession had become and uh, made her more resourceful. A similar number reported that the family was communicating better, it was drawing them closer. And she, again, became the head of the household and enjoyed it, and she um, gained some rising confidence in meeting the challenges. And those were the first three waves. That's a lot to cover over the course yep. of about two, two and a half years. I mean, that's a lot, yep. of, a lot of change in the marketplace, a lot of change for her. And then I would imagine for wave four, um, you, you were probably seeking to follow up on all of that. What exactly were you hoping to accomplish with this very latest study? Well, in 2011, Fleischmann-Hillard approached Hearst Magazines and asked us to collaborate for Wave 4, and it was designed to provide sort of a broad-scale update on this American woman, and we wanted to focus on how her attitudes towards home, family, economy, and the marketplace evolved, but even more so, we wanted to do a deep dive and provide uh, insights into her use of media with details on how she gathers, interprets, processes, and then rebroadcasts information to a range of um, social networks. And the data was collected uh, via 20-minute online interview. Um, it was fielded around September 8th through the 15th in 2011, and it was among over 1,270 women in the U.S. between the ages of 25 and 69. Uh, and just for fun and for comparison, we had a small communion sample of 263 men who were surveyed as well. Oh, that always makes it more fun when you throw the men in there. And Absolutely. <laughs> nice <compare> contrast. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, I know there were some big ahas coming out of this study. Which ones were the big ones for you, Marlene? Well, uh, I think first um, and foremost, um, despite this incredible stress in her life, and we all know we have a lot of it, uh, she's more likely to describe herself now as ambitious and decisive. And that's despite, or maybe we should say in spite of the faltering economy and her growing list of things to do and responsibilities that she's taking an even greater role and bringing a sharper sense of priorities and delegating with greater um, authority. And also, um, once again, she's the agenda setter uh, in most American households. Uh, she's the visionary. She's plotting the day-to-day -day course. But she's taking a more collaborative, collaborative and thoughtful approach, um, one in which she's like the team leader in developing and uh, getting the job done. Uh, she is sharing the decision-making responsibility um, and, of course, the credit that goes along with it. Um, two out of three of the married women said overall household decision-making is shared, 
and one-third describe themselves as, as having actually the primary or final say. Uh, with married men, just for comparison, it was a 50-50 split. But when it comes to smaller ticket items in the household, women's influence is even greater than ever. Um, about 89% agree that they're the most responsible for purchasing household goods and services. When once purchases are valued at over $100, the vast majority um, of women and also the men uh, agree that buying decision is jointly made. Um, and also the fact that she leads her household, um, she also connects with and leads a variety of broader social circles. And I think one of the things that was really um, amazing was the breadth of that social circle and how she has really embraced this role. As we said before, she receives information to make better decisions. She processes the information. She disseminates it. And there's a lot of it. And she uses traditional media. She uses virtual platforms. Um, but the, the funny thing is she is, uses a lot of word of mouth and good old-fashioned face-to-face channels. And she's, as I said, dramatically increasing her sphere of influence. And, of course, we know social networks, networking uh, helps that a lot. A growing number agree that they regularly influence friends and family to buy, to not buy certain products. As we all know, we check all the ratings from everyone before we want to buy something. And finally, um, she's become extremely pragmatic. She takes a very utilitarian approach to the marketplace in general, to brands in particular. And when she was asked to list the brands she admired most in a variety of a dozen categories, the brands named most would tend to be very traditional, solid brands, not necessarily the real spectacular or luxury ones. And her practical marketplace approach also underscores why she admired them. We said, why did you select these? And every time it was the fact that it was good, it was quality, and those are the terms used most with price typically close behind. And, of course, there were exceptions in certain categories, but that was the general theme uh, throughout. Well, and I would imagine the price and quality come back to kind of the leftover of the economic downturn, right? You know, if you're going to invest in something, right, it needs to be quality, it needs to last, you know it needs to be good, and it needs to provide a value, which I suppose doesn't mean that she's not willing to pay a little bit more for it, but she expects more out of it, I would imagine. Yes. I mean, she's become very pragmatic in the sense that, yes, she has to reel in a bit, but she also is looking out for the family unit. So, yes, she might pay a little bit more for quality for certain brands, but she needs to make sure that it is an effective and value purchase. Yeah. Now, I know you mentioned that she's taking the lead a lot in pretty much all aspects of the home life, and even the men are saying that at least these major purchases over $100, it's 50-50. So they're admitting, mm-hmm. too, that it's a shared decision. Do you think her spouse is a is a key person on her team? I mean, you talked about 
other people in the social sphere that she reaches out to for referral and recommendations. But who are those core team members that you think Mm -hmm. she's influenced most by? I'm assuming the spouse is at least one of those. Oh, definitely. (laughs) Whether or not they admit it, they are. Um, Certainly in making purchase decisions, uh, as I mentioned, she typically seeks out the opinions of others, and the spouse is definitely at the top of the list. Um, And it's not much – it's not because she – feels that there is safety in numbers, but it's rather um, the expectation that if she collaborates, she's going to make a better decision. Um, And when doing her own research, she definitely has a particular eye towards uh, expert opinions and offerings that are validated by third parties. So she's looking at just a plethora of sources to gather information, and they are considered really part of her team. But um, it's a complex marketplace, and many of the findings were different significantly across categories as to who she would go to to gather that information. So, for example, uh, recommendations from friends and extended family were more impactful in her decision-making about things like vacations and entertainment choices. When it came to automotive choices, the spouse was at the top of the list. Um, When it comes to things like fashion, for example, the retail sales associate plays a big role. And when it comes to things that you have traditionally grown up on, like household supplies and household appliances and even over-the-counter drugs, parents are looked to more often as an an important source. Mm, That's fascinating that she's kind of got her go-to team members for her, her subject matter experts, if you will, based Absolutely. on. Yeah, yeah, it's really fascinating. Well, we're going to take a quick break, Marlene, but when we come back, I do want to explore a little bit more about the social engagement that you've hinted at. And then also look at generational differences, because I know you took a look at that with your Wave 4 research. More from Marlene Greenfield when we return in just a moment. Okay, time for something we can all relate to shopping. Her strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. In 500 yards, C-P-A, way will be on your right. You have reached your destination. On the interstate of Internet marketing, CPA Way helps you monetize the way. No matter which direction you're heading, CPA Way is your route to low-risk revenue. Advertisers, we have paved the way to delivering revenue channels that will meet and exceed your expectations. Publishers, we monitor and manage your campaigns to bring you the most revenue possible. Publishers can feel secure to leverage direct offers, while advertisers can find safety, offering their most valued campaigns. The road to trust, respect, integrity, and honor is just ahead at cpaway.com. 
As you know, being an expert at f- What did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f- Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f- performance to the next level. The language! Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on a Quizio. Oh. Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio. Search, social, display, one platform. WebmasterRadio.fm. Keeping you out of rush hour traffic. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And we're back. I've been chatting today with Marlene Greenfield. She's the Vice President and Executive Director of Research at Hearst Magazines. And we've been talking about a Wave 4 study uh, done in combination with Fleshman Hillard called Women, Power, and Money. And it's been tracking the lives and lifestyles of American women all the way back to 2008. But this latest version was fielded in September of last year. And really fascinating results out of this, Marlene. We've been talking a lot today about who's been on her team, the fact that this woman's been taking the lead more, um, that while she's stressed, she's been able, it sounds like, to put some controls around that. Mm -hmm. Um, Earlier you were talking about how she reaches out through um, her social sphere to gather Mm -hmm. feedback and referral. Um, And I'm assuming, of course, that she herself is influencing over social um, social engagement as well. How how do you see her uh, creating influence? Do you see her involved more in kind of those in blogs and other kinds of, mm. of social opinion generating types of activities? Well, it's interesting. Um, she definitely is increasing her influence um, and uh, influencing others by sharing her experiences and opinions. Um, and the methods that she uses to share, it's actually very interesting. While we all know that technology now and media are very pervasive and really help to disseminate all these opinions and, and recommendations, the interesting thing is what rises to the top when we ask what methods you use to provide information or recommendations, what rises to the top is good old-fashioned face-to-face and word-of-mouth. So 56% said, well, in person at a social gathering, um, over a third in person at work, good old-fashioned over the phone. Yes, people still talk on the phone um, in a store. And what was at the bottom of the list, although it's very impactful, are the social networks and email and texting and so forth. But you know the it, but in terms of social network it's interesting because in 2008 just over um 30% said they regularly influence friends and family to buy or not buy a particular product or service in 2011 just 3 years later that has grown to 50%. So these people are really taking on the challenge, and why are they doing it? They feel 54%, women feel it's their responsibility to help their friends and family make smarter decisions. And they're very confident 
in being a trusted source of information to others. What's interesting is when men were asked um, why they share their recommendations and opinions, it's, a, it's not as emotional. It's more men are likely to feel it's the right way to go. I have the knowledge and it's the right way to go, rather than a desire to uh, see people benefit necessarily. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I know, too, you you took a look not only at men versus women, because you had that small group of men in your, mm-hmm. in your study, but you also looked at generations. Talk a little bit, if you would, about any skews you saw between age groups or life stages that you feel like mm-hmm. were, were really kind of a hmm, interesting twist to the study. Well, as we know, the there's a lot of diversity in the women's marketplace. Um, and it's definitely apparent in some of the cases. While this theme of leadership and taking in information and disseminating it um, was a thread throughout, there were some differences. Millennial women, uh, who are the youngest of the generational groups that we interviewed, uh, are more frequently um, the ones who are going to broadcast information and make the recommendations. Um, and over half of them um, go to the online social networking sites to facilitate that process and to facilitate their shopping decisions. Um, they definitely bring a different approach to shopping, and they are a little more unabashed about um, the enjoyment of shopping, more so than um, boomers and seniors. And um, they are likely to agree that recommendations from others, they can be comforting and have made specific marketplace choices based on those recommendations. But what we also found really interesting was that younger women, while they are a very important source of influence in society, they're not the only segment of the heavy influencer. Affluent women believe it or not, who um, we define as those with a household income of at least 100000 or more, um, and they're 20 years older than millennials, but in a lot of ways, they have a similar profile of today's influential millennials. And what we surmise is that the higher, with higher income, they have higher education, more disposable income, and that would also facilitate technology ad, uh, adoption, technology usage, and the desire to communicate with others. So it was interesting how the millennials and the affluent women who tend to be older had a very similar behavior and profile. Oh, that's very insightful. Because I think marketers probably look at those groups vastly different and envision that they probably look at themselves vastly different from each other. Uh, I know it's just been a ton of content to cover in just a, just a very short mm-hmm. amount of time, Marlene, but the net net of, of this Wave 4 study, what do you think are the key implications mm-hmm. for marketers who were listening today? After you distill all this great insight, what are the takeaways that they could go and maybe even start implementing today? Well, one of the things we wanted to understand, um, yes, these these are interesting trends, but in terms of marketers, how they can best communicate with these women, uh, understanding uh, where they've come from and their their jobs, whether it be family-related or outside in the workforce. So we, number one is 
when communicating, you really need to communicate with substance. These women are very practical. We said they have a very utilitarian approach uh, to making marketplace decisions. Um, and in general, uh, they prefer more substance in the messaging, not the sizzle. They're looking for good choices, not necessarily those expensive, great choices. And um, the advertisers need to communicate quality and value and building brands that will deliver on those attributes. And from a communications perspective, it should be about performance of these products and how she can effectively and efficiently get the job done with them. Um, also, we expect an intensification of this whole recommendation process. Uh, women are more likely to provide recommendations, to act on them. Um, she is a communication hub. She's constantly receiving messages, processing, creating, and redistributing information uh, that will drive purchase decisions in the marketplace and in the economy. And certainly online social networks play a role, but as we said before, they're only a piece of the puzzle. And there is going to be fundamental change, uh, which has been growing role of word of mouth um, to women's mindsets and lifestyles, both online and offline. So um, it's important for advertisers to become even bolder about um, how they uh, manage these dynamics in terms of social networking and word of mouth. Also, um, marketers need to understand the specific segments of women and that it's not a one-size-fits-all concept. There's no single way to talk to women. They each have their preferred decision-making styles, and it differs by segment and category. And finally, you know, Yes, the economy has made her more pragmatic, but you know what? You have to get used to it because her leadership is intensifying, not diminishing. And don't expect a sudden turnaround in gender relationships or marketplace dynamics, even if the economy has a dramatic upswing. And that's true. I think we've seen that this is here to stay. This is not a blip in the road, that uh, what we're experiencing is, is a long-term effect of where the economy has gone. And I think your Wave 4 study has just kind of put the exclamation point on all of that. Marlene, thank you so much for being on the show today and sharing some great insights. I wish we had more time, but I know for everybody out there, I, I would like to direct them to fh.pr slash women power money. Mm -hmm. That's a site where you can get more information. Marlene, any, anywhere else they should go to get more insight on this? Well, that is the basic one. You can always contact. Uh, there's contact information if you go to that site. There's a white paper, and there's, you can always contact myself or Nancy Bauer for more information um, on this. And look out for wave number five. All right. Wave number five. I'm writing it down because we want to have you back. Marlene, <laughs> thanks so much for being on today. My pleasure. And thanks to my producer, George, for another great show. Join me right here for another edition of Purse Strings next Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one. <laughs>